Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials. That's Facebook, that thing that people are calling X, which I call 10, and the IG, and listen to us on Spotify for podcasters or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out there for you to listen to and watch us on YouTube as we uh, continue to do that. Um, Mike, baseball playoffs have been in full swing. We haven't uh, done much in a couple of weeks here with baseball, but now we're into the championship league championship series, uh, American and national league. So we thought, Hey, let's get into some baseball. So that's exciting. Uh, we just uh, had a game just finished between the diamondbacks and the Phillies. We'll get into that. Um, the Astros and the Rangers, are starting out in the first inning as we record here on Thursday night, October 19th, the year 2023, just in case anybody was wondering. Uh, We're going to talk some baseball, Mike. (laughs) So I know uh, a sport close to your heart, of course, as a former uh, major major league umpire, I mean, umpire. And um, anyways, (laughs) Mike, how the heck are you? I'm doing great, Dave. And yes, I love baseball and certainly the postseason. Uh, it's interesting to watch organizations that know what they're doing uh, put teams together, unlike our Yankees, and mm. and see. Um, although we are seeing some of the same issues and situations pop up, and we'll, we'll get to that, of course. Um, but let's just look back real quick at, at some of the opening round eliminations, Dave. Uh, probably the most shocking. Uh, elimination was the Atlanta Braves to these Phillies. Um, The Phillies who have gotten hot at the right time. They're peaking the right time of the season for sure. But it seemed like the Braves were just destined to, to head to the world series this year. And uh, Freeman really struggled. Um, So overall, what do you think uh, the Braves are going to think about the 2023 season? Yeah, it's so tough because their offense was historically good. Um, you know, pitching was very good. You know, they they overcame some injuries there uh, with the pitching staff, but they just couldn't hit uh, right. in this series. And, you know, we saw similarly, we'll talk about the Dodgers too, but to hear some of these teams, uh, you know, fans and whatnot talking about how these teams had to sit and wait and not play and they come out flat and should they be doing something different? Um, you know, there was some arguments about, you know, reseeding after the wild card round. And like, I'm not a huge fan of that, but um, just changing some of the matchups and whatnot um, as far as that goes, but you know, like arguing that Arizona should have played Atlanta and the Phillies should have played the Dodgers uh, after those, those series were over, whatever. Um, But the challenge, you know, ultimately these teams have to step up and play. And as far as Atlanta goes, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they just yeah. they're obviously a very well constructed team. They just run into a buzzsaw and they and they don't hit. Um right. 
I, I don't know that there's much. And they got cold at the wrong time. There's really, yeah. like you said, or you're about to say when I cut you off, there's not much you can do about it. Really. No, there, there really isn't. And, and you know, they're a good team. I mean, they're set up to do really well, that they're young, they've got pitching, uh, they've got all of the right pieces that, you know, again, I think you just look at the Phillies seem to have their number, beat them last year, beat them again this year. Um, yep. I, I don't, you know, some teams just, there's teams they just can't beat. And that's what Atlanta ran into with the Phillies, Mike. Yeah. And I think uh, Atlanta's going to, as you said, they're young, they're all signed for the future. So they're going to, we're going to be talking about them for quite a while. Uh, as long as they stay healthy. I don't think this Phillies team is one that'll stay together for a long time, but uh, while they're here, they're certainly doing their damage. Uh, And then you touched on the Dodgers. Uh, You know, I don't think they really even took the Diamondbacks, you know, seriously, even though the Diamondbacks, you know, did beat the Brewers and in the first round and, you know, anything can happen um, in a three game series. And so they kind of probably just, you know, I, they probably underestimated them all year, I would guess, including uh, this series, the divisional series, and and another big team in the National League. The top two, really, the Braves and now the Dodgers, go out and are not in uh, the championship series. And then you also lose, uh, from a broadcasting standpoint, you lose two major markets oh, in yeah. Atlanta and and Los Angeles. Um, this Diamondback uh, team is a lot of fun, you know, uh, a good mixture of young guys and, you know, some gray beards with Longoria and Ryan Thompson out of the bullpen and and those guys. But um, anything on the Dodgers at all or other than yeah, pretty much you know, what we said about the Braves? No, I mean, I think the challenge with the Dodgers um, and we had some texts back and forth, you know, with our West coast correspondent, Jeremy, and he, had, he said that, you know, even going into the series, they were nervous about the Dodgers losing fans were, um, and he mm-hmm. wasn't, so he wasn't really all that surprised. I think the challenge for the Dodgers is, you know, the multiple failures in the postseason, and, you know, what are they doing with their pitching? I mean, they continue to have major injuries. They have some good, you know, some good prospects and stuff, but I feel like the Dodgers are a team that's like on the fringe of, you know, starting to collapse and go the other way. They're going to need to add some, some, I think they don't need to add major pitchers. You have to figure Walker Bueller is going to come back. Dustin May is going to come back. They need to add some depth to their pitching. Right. So third, fourth, and fifth starters or six starters to, to be able to withstand some of these injuries that continue to plague them. Um, and similar to Atlanta, like you said, with the offense, I mean, Betts and Freeman go one for 21 in the three games. Right. Oh, That's... I was throwing Freddie Freeman into the Atlanta Braves offense. I met Matt Olson earlier. So. Yeah, you did say that earlier. And I, and I yeah, glossed no. over it because I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course he plays with the Braves because he did for his entire but, career until this past year. And he did struggle in this offseason. But anyway, yeah. um, they also need to come to the realization that Clayton Kershaw is just not an ace anymore. Yeah. Uh, I love loyalty. I love all of that. Stick stick with your guy. Dance with Hubron. Absolutely. Know, all of that I agree with. But now it's time to move on. And, you know, the sunshine and rainbows that Shohei Otani might bring, uh, he's he's not going to pitch. He's not pitching if next at year. all, you know, right. Minimally. So that's not going to solve anything, right? No. Minimally. And, and 
honest, if he's getting honest advice from people he trusts, he probably might be able to be a reliever uh, going yeah. forward. But he needs to hit. He needs to hit to make that money. So yeah. um, I don't see them making a big splash with Otani. I'm um, not sure. I haven't done enough uh, research to see what free agent or pitchers might be available via trade. But I totally agree with you. They need innings yeah. eaters, and they need yeah. those two, Bueller and May, to get healthy. Yeah. Uh, and then I mean, the we know team, I just we know with the Phillies. I mean, Aaron Nola is a free agent, so he's going to be on the market. But again, I don't think the Dodgers need him. Um, no, but you could see them making no. a play for him. Um, but Mike, you were saying the other team that didn't do so well. Oh, uh, do you see other? T- uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, it's 101 wins. Uh, young arms that just ran out of down the stretch. Uh, we saw that they did beat the Rays in the first round. So does that? No, no, no. To... They were the number one seed. The Rangers. Oh right, right beat right. the Rays. The Rangers beat the Rays. Good call. So the Rangers have really gelled the last month of the season and in these playoffs. They really, if you remember, in midseason, everyone was saying what's wrong with the Rangers and Trevor Simeon wasn't hitting and you know um, Scherzer got hurt there and. Uh, Degrom's out for the year. Do they have enough pitching? Um, well, they certainly came together and are continuing to to play well in these playoffs. So did they just run into a buzzsaw with the Rangers as well? Uh, was it a little too much to ask their dream season to include a postseason um, series victory? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Like Texas, you know, playing well. Um, and I think just some inexperience on the Orioles. Uh, yeah, but they're another team that where I would put them with the Braves that they are set up for success. And and Mike right. said it, you know, there's a, there's a lot of young, young pitchers, young hitters, guys, guys that are signed for multi-year contracts. I, I wouldn't be all that concerned with the Orioles. Uh, I think they will continue to be successful. It just hurts when you get swept, you know, you get the top yeah. seed, you get to sit for a few days and, and you just get swept. Um, it just, yeah. you know, not, not good, but it will provide all of those young players with motivation to say, we're not going to let that happen again. Right. And so they're probably one of the few hundred win plus teams that you'll ever see that will call this a successful season Yeah, because they did, you know, worst to first, or I don't know if they had finished worst the year before, but towards the bottom, have been, you know, a scrappy up and coming team in the past few years, but no one thought they'd win the American League East coming in and, no, and no, do they, what they did with hundred wins. So no. uh like you said, good on them and they're they're going forward. Yeah, they're so over under the game seventy six and a half, Mike. So Oh, good for you having that on yep, um, yep, I've had tips. that, yeah, it's right there. So I mean they way, So people cash way, that ticket way early July. Exceeded. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when they were 57 um, at the All-Star break. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah, so, so. they really they really played well. Um, yep. So good for them. Yep. Uh, now, I've heard a lot of scuttlebutt uh, around that these Major League Baseball playoffs aren't that entertaining. I don't see it that way. Yes, you don't wow. have uh, Yankees versus Red Sox or – you know, regional rivalries, although you do have two Texas teams battling it out uh, in the ALCS. Yep. Um, 
I think these games, uh, except for when Philly put it on Arizona ten to nothing the other night or whatever that final score ended yep, up being, yep, ten nothing, yep. Um, uh, you know, it has really been rich and compelling to me as a baseball person, uh, and nothing more so than today's game in which the Diamondbacks, you know, get on the board with a two-one win at home. Uh, to me, the first thing I noticed, Dave, is the stark contrast in the ballparks Philadelphia oh, yeah, totally. is a park it's a band box the fans are right on top of you and yeah. credit to the Philly fans they were electric from before the first pitch yep. and then Schwarber does what he does uh and really when that joint's jumping like that I don't care who you are yeah uh, it's going to be tough to perform so but the Diamondbacks took both of those punches a left and a right came home yep. down 2-0 and won a Diamondbacks Park type of game today, two to one. Yep. Um, with this big cavernous pitcher's park where you know you have left center field, not only is it 413, but it's like 10 feet up. Yeah. So not you, you gotta hit it more than 413, you know, and center field's even worse. Um, and there was a couple of balls I thought that the Phillies hit. Um one that Brandon Marsh hit for a double that would have been out of Philadelphia for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and anyway, uh, it comes down to some interesting decisions. Uh, and that's why I wanted to compare it to what the Yankees go through. So in the seventh inning, uh, or the sixth, after the sixth inning, the Diamondbacks pitcher, I f- don't have his name at my fingertips. I sh- should have had it. Oh, it's that it's cruising guy. along. Yeah. It's like uh, fat or something. It's not fat, but it looks like fat. Right. Uh, He's got the most strikeouts for a rookie yeah, since uh, uh, Al Downing back in, in 1940. Yeah, nine um, nine strikeouts and, in five and two-thirds. And no walks. Two hits, no walks. They pull him. No walks, and they pull him. And that's a, that's a decision based on analytics, right? He'd been through yeah. the lineup a couple of times, and, you know, the analytics all say that, you know, pitching – performance drops and batter's performance accelerates when that happens. And I get that, but you have to have some feel and some understanding of uh, how your pitcher is doing guts and heart and all those things matter to me. Um, So sure enough, they, they bring in uh, Saul Frank. Thank you for pronouncing that. Cause I was looking at it like, uh, uh, and he walks two batters, gives up a run, throws a, a wild pitch. Getting, uh, no, Ryan Thompson came in through the wild pitch. Oh, Ryan Thompson through the wild he, pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Frank got out of the got uh, the last out of the sixth, and then he had to pitch two batters in the seventh. And yes, walk yes. both of them. Walk both of them. Yep, yep. And then Ryan Thompson throws the wild pitch to the backstop, and Bryce Harper in a tremendous fundamental. You know, uh, baseball yeah. play with a great secondary lead and understand that it's time to run. The ball does hit the back wall right back to the catcher. And if he made a decent throw, you know, to Thompson covering the plate, it might have been a close play. But Harper just uh, continues to make things happen. Yep. Adds value on top of his incredible power. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just a, he's just a complete ball player. Yep. Um, no so, two ways around it. And the Yankees yeah. didn't didn't want him. 
Come on, don't we'll need, just, we just, don't need anybody like that. Nope, right. don't don't need anybody that that good for any reason. Um, and we're not bitter uh, right. in any way. Um, but Mike's, you know, getting at the, the pitching changes and trying to do all of this stuff. And I just, you know, I couldn't believe this, this guy is the starter is cruising, cruising right. and you pull them. Um, and you know, and look what happens now, the diamondbacks, you know, the rest of the way, the pitchers were great. Um, you know, they only gave up three hits to the Phillies, um, Really, really good defensive, tight, um, and really, I you could argue, Mike, this is this could be one of the best games in the playoffs so far, um, just with the drama and then the Diamondbacks getting a run in the ninth inning off Kimbrel. Uh, you know, right. he walks the leadoff hitter. The guy's obviously going to steal. Um, he's halfway to second base before Kimbrel even throws the pitch. I don't even know why Riomuto threw the ball down. Like that just to no. me was just silly. Um, just to not show up his pitcher, probably. Yeah, as far as that goes. And then you get Le- Kettle Marte or Kettel Marte comes Kettel, up. Yeah. He already had doubled twice uh, and they get the bases loaded and he singles um, out into center and and the Diamondbacks win. Now, I, I need to get up on my soapbox a little bit. I am not get a big it. fan of Brian Anderson. I think I've said this multiple times. The guy is like, I had to turn it off. Obviously we were also getting ready to start (laughs) our our podcast, but the guy is screaming like the diamondbacks won the world series. Yeah. No, with this win. And it's like, calm the heck down, dude. Yeah. Like just take it down a notch. Get excited. You know, you can be enthusiastic, but he's like, Oh, the diamondbacks win the game. Really? Right. No, I, I agree. I agree completely that yeah, he's, he's overselling it. Like I said, he's the white Gus Johnson to me. Yeah. And know, I don't, and I don't like Gus Johnson either. So that's no, you're very consistent. Oh, four, two. Okay. So I think we're done Mike on that game. Can I just quickly, I want to, I got to go back. My baseball instincts are tingling Okay, back to the seventh inning. Oh yeah. After Lavello makes all those changes pitching and it comes back to bite him to tie the game or to go down one, nothing. He makes very good changes in the bottom of the seventh. Tommy fam uh, gets a base hit. They pinch run for him um, with, with this Thomas. Alex Thomas. Yep. Lori Goriel rips a double down the left. Thomas flies. Oh my God. He was flying. As soon as uh, I saw the ball go into the corner, I was like that, that guy's right. scoring. And it, it just wasn't even close. I, I missed the pinch runner substitution during the breaker or I mm-hmm. must've been doing something. Um, so I said out loud, fam can't score from there. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw this bullet going across. Yeah. The I'm like, that's not Tommy fam. No, <laughs> sure no, enough, it, wasn't. it was not. Nope. And that guy so is, just, that guy is fast. Right. So Lavello, you know, pulls the right strings there. So as much as we, Criticize, and I'm not even criticizing him. I'm criticizing baseball when we talk yes. about the analytics taking yep. over. But um, you're right. Let's move over to the other series there, the Rangers and the Astros. Currently three nothing now in the top of the second. Uh, yeah. Astros at three, Rangers nothing. Uh, I want to talk about last night's game real quick. Uh, the Rangers up two nothing, going home. Uh, decide they're going to start Max Scherzer. Yep. Uh, as their game three pitcher. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, you'd think, well, Max Scherzer, you know, bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer. What's wrong with that? Well, he's been out five weeks. Uh, yep. We'll start there. And he looked good in the first inning, Dave. He really did. His sinker was dropping off the off the table, and fastball was ninety five, which is good enough for sure, especially with his other pitches. But he, you saw, the Phillies just kept. Uh, waiting for their pitch, and, and the, next and, thing the Ast- knew and the Astros was, did too. Oh yeah, them too. The Astros <laughs> just kept waiting for their pitch, and the next thing you know, it's four nothing. Yeah. Um, before you know, we knew what was going on. You know, yeah. they hit, you know, a couple of home runs, and uh, you know, of course, Jordan Alvarez is just uh, a beast. Um, yeah. and and that was really all she wrote in the game. It did end up being eight to five. Um, the Astros over the Rangers, but um, I don't know. I ju- I felt after that four nothing Scherzer uh, three inning performance, it was all it was all over. Is it a mistake? You know, I said before it felt like a Mets type move. Mm. Well, we're overthinking. We're being a little too cute. We're ahead two to nothing. We're going to bring, you know, look what we're doing. And and for Scherzer was a little bit of a, he's a little bit of a look at me kind of guy. Um, and with two different colored eyes, that's really strange to look at him, but uh, he definitely <laughs> is, you know, notice me, notice me. So I thought it was all playing into that. Now, I guess I didn't realize Andrew Haney was, would be the other option because he starts, started tonight. Started tonight. I don't he's know already if, given up three runs. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'm just, um, trying to pick nits where there's no nits to pick. No, but, um, uh, these yeah. are the baseball conversations I enjoy. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, Scherzer had thrown, you know, I think in the sixty to seventy pitches on the side, and you know, they felt that he was built up. They were talking about putting him in, in the division series, and they said no, let's give him the extra time. So he was built. Um, you know, Bruce Bochy said, hey, look, he, he, he was there, you know, the, you know, Mike said, you know, his, the fastball was clicking, um, it's the slider was the issue. And, you know, when they talked to Scherzer afterwards, he said, I know what I need to do to fix, you know, what happened. So, yeah, I mean, some of it has that Mets cute thing, but the other thing I think you said, Mike, that I'm going to twist on you is they're up two to nothing. Yeah. And I know it's yep. the Astros and I know they're going home, but they have to feel like Scherzer's going to give them a good chance. Now he has had some playoff clunkers uh, and certainly end of the regular season last year with the Mets was not good either. Um, but I think they, you know, one of the reasons they got him was to pitch in these big moments and he, you know, he shit the bed again as, as he has several times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure where else they go as far as that goes. Now, the interesting thing yeah. that, that I also read is now if they're going to, if Scherzer stays on and this series goes seven, he's the game seven starter. Interesting. In, in Houston. Interesting. And uh, I, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I know you get to, I know, the, yeah, you get to right. game seven and everybody's available, but right. I, I would be a little concerned if, if I was the Rangers, you just don't want to get to game seven in Houston and have to start Scherzer. Who's gotten, right. who got pounded. No, I agree. I mean, 
we know Evaldi's lurking for them and, and you know, he's going to give them a nice outing. Um, and, you know, we'll see what else they do. The pitcher for them, I wouldn't want to see the rest of the series is Chapman. If, if he comes back in, um, you know, something's wrong because he just seems to – that slider's just hanging. Uh, if he slows anything yeah. about the fastball, it's getting crushed. Uh, and the Astros have always done that to Chapman, as we sadly know. Mm. Um, cheating or no cheating, they always have hit Chapman well, especially in clutch. Uh, yeah, well, if you, if you know what so, pitch is coming, you know, you know, it's a lot easier. But, you know, that's besides the point. It is a lot easier. Yeah. That is true. Uh, so of all the Montgomery, you know, still lurking for the Rangers. Yep, Montgomery starting, starting game fishings. five and, and of all the game six. I think if you're the Rangers, you're thinking we got to get, we got to get, you know, two more wins here. Um, right. And not go to a game seven. I think uh, the Houston lineup really has uh, Altuve struggled early, but you said he doubled tonight on uh, last night. He had a couple of hits as well. Uh, he went two for five. Um, the first two games, he was over eight. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's up, just to, up to two fifty now. Can't believe that they just keep restocking this this lineup. You know, Jose Abreu's buried back there. Michael Brantley, who made one of the best catches in left field, you're going to see yesterday. Yeah, from a left fielder, left fielders don't get a lot of opportunity. Uh, it's either a base hit in front of them or a shot over their head. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of uh, defensive gems from left fielders. We caught one in the gap that uh, was huge. Um, Kyle Tucker, all these guys. It's too bad I hate them. They're the kind of team that I could yeah. root for um, player-wise, except for you know the old guard like Altuve and Bregman. I guess yeah. those are the only two left uh, at this point. But And Jeremy yeah. Payne at shortstop is no slouch. So um their their issue is tucker is in 120 you know and so that would scare me if Maldonado's guaranteed out at the bottom of the lineup yeah but you know but he had a big hit yesterday um but tucker hitting 120 i mean he's one two three four five six he's hitting he's hitting six tonight yeah you know that seems low but yeah you know, that would scare me. But other than that, I mean, Alvarez is continuing to hit well. You know, Dubon is hitting 500 in the playoffs. You know, it, the Astros are doing their thing, which is unfortunate because, you know, and this goes back to the end of the regular season where, you know, Texas lost some of those games. They All I had to do was win one of those games and they would have been, you know, the two seed in Texas or in Houston would have had to have played in the wild card round, he just would have rather had them get their pitching messed up that way. But anyways, that's not where we're at. So Texas has got to, you know, hunker down and come back here uh, early on in this game against. So let's talk about the future. Then we'll start with this series and go back to the other one. Let's assume Houston wins. So it's two, two after tonight. Yeah. Although three nothing is not insurmountable, especially in the American nope. League. Um, what do you see? Who do you see winning this series? Just <sighs> gut reaction. Yeah, I mean, I really, I really OC hate, I really hate to say the Astros, but I think you know Montgomery's played really has pitched lights out, and he pitches Game Five. So if you can, you know, Montgomery pitches well. He's going against Verlander. I get it. Um, 
Right. Texas gets an early lead. This is the thing with Verlander. He's very much like Roger Clemens. You had to get to him early first inning, second inning. If you don't get to him, you don't like you don't score runs. Then he's in there for the long haul. I think Montgomery wins. And then you're putting it on Evaldi uh, in game six. And, and I think that that is advantage Rangers. So, um, it might be so Rangers and six or Astros and seven. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Rangers and six or Astros and seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think, uh, you just nailed it exactly what, what, uh, needs to happen on both sides. Uh, if Houston can, can withstand the, the two headed monster that is Evaldi and Montgomery and as Rangers bullpen's been excellent. So let's not start changing them at all. Uh, in the other series, you know, it feels like it's Philadelphia's, um, to lose, but that's easy to say after they win 10 nothing. But today's, you know, 2 1 loss, um, notwithstanding, they're up two games to one for me. I think that uh, there's just too much experience, too much uh, upper end talent on the Philadelphia roster that's playing very well as, as well. There, there's talent, and then there's talent that's playing well. And, yeah. you know, Harper and Turner and Schwarber, all these guys, Bohm, uh, are all playing very, very well. Mm-hmm. I would uh, agree. And they, you know, they have uh, the bullpen and Kimbrel and Alvarado, and you know, it, they just they have all the pieces. They have the experience, and they're playing hot. This is not to say that the Diamondbacks are completely out of it. Certainly, we saw today they can win yeah. a scrappy two-one National League. Uh, Substitution fest, you know, where <laughs> both benches fest. emptied yeah, and not and not empty, as a result yeah. of a fight, right? Exactly. Uh, but for me, it just feels like it's you know Phillies um, to take, and and yep. and they're going to do it. What do you, what do you say? Yep. No, I agree. I would think Phillies in five. Um, you know, I think they win tomorrow, and then. Um, Jeez, what are they doing then? Then Saturday, so right. tomorrow and Saturday, and then then it's all done um, as far as that goes. I'd be surprised to see Arizona win another game. They are game, they are, but yeah. I think ultimately, you know, this is kind of a bump in the uh, just a a small bump in the road for the Phillies. I would like them to get Zach Gallon back out there for another. I really liked him all year. He's been mm-hmm. great. Un- yeah, he has unsung. been great. Yep. And then, you know, his first playoff appearance, uh, like a lot of great pitchers, did mm-hmm. not go so well, or not at least up to his standards. Yeah, I think so. about Andy Pettit uh, getting shelled oh, yeah. uh, in the yeah. 96 World Series. I mean, he just got destroyed, and then he came back and pitched that unbelievable Game 5 in Atlanta uh, where he right. pitched, you know, pitched eight innings and 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 did great. So, yeah, uh, big pitchers do tend to at times get shelled early on, but yeah, I, Zach Allen's great. I mean, he, he was in the running, you know, and leading for Cy Young for a good part of the year um, right. from a lot of prognosticators. So it'd be nice to see him get out there again. But again, I think the Phillies, this is their series. I agree. Um, so our boy Stevie covers, if you follow us with lose with us, brought up uh, an interesting question that we wanted to bat around a little bit while we were talking tonight. Um, he asked, uh, because of the distance travel, Dave brought up in our group text, Philadelphia to Arizona and the early start. That's kind of a quick turnaround and a lot of distance traveled. Yeah. What, what's going to happen in the future? 
uh, and Stevie, uh, should baseball baseball go to an east west split? Um, and you and I kind of talked about it a little bit uh, via group text. But what do you think about the future of? And you mentioned earlier with the layoffs and um, you know the the upper teams, uh, the winners of the divisions and, and the conferences getting five six days off seems to not be conducive to competitive baseball. Yeah. What do you think is going to change in the future for, for these situations? Yeah. I mean, the, the talk is expansion, you know, and if they do one team in each, in each league, uh, then you look at, they look at adding another playoff team and then you're only given one team a buy. Um, Mm. But, and, and I've heard this too. I think if you, if they do that, there's some, some discussion, uh, boy, it would, it would topsy turvy everything, uh, in baseball, but, you know, mixing everything up, no more American league and national league and, and grouping, you know, teams by geographical area, um, which could, I mean, honestly could be tremendous. Could you imagine a division that was Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Phillies, Oof. and, uh, you know, let's, and say Toronto or Washington, Toronto. um, right. You know, Baltimore, I mean, right, right, or right, Baltimore would make sense. You know, and then to have, right, you know, all the LA teams and San Diego, uh, you know, Seattle out there. I, you know, you could right. you could have some really really um, juicy things, but it would it would throw all of the traditional stuff that is that so much of us love in baseball out the window, but they've done a lot to change the playoffs and stuff. And that's very different. That yeah. would be more Isn't it out the window. Bigger, already, really? Yeah. I mean, it just, it would be another big regular season shift certainly this year with the balanced schedule. And that's what is going to be interesting. Mike, when we get to the world series, um, cause three of those teams, you know, uh, the Texans, the Astros and the Phillies all won 90 games. And they all played the balanced schedule. So I haven't looked at that yet, but my thought was that's going to be really interesting because it always had been the argument. Well, this team did this and this played this team and and all this. Nope. Balanced schedule. So don't want to hear about it, but it's going to come down to those teams all played each other. Right. No, I, I agree. Uh, I think, like you said, I think we're heading for, like in college football, super conferences yep. and, you know, split the country in fours and, you know, figure out the playoffs. So the, I, I could even see them doing reseeding, you know, once the playoff first round ends or something. I've never yeah. been a fan of reseeding in any sport at any time. I think mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Um, not only are you completely devaluing the regular season, it's just – I don't know. Just, just doesn't seem fair to me. Yeah. Um, but which is interesting again, because those, that's what the NFL does. They reseed. Well, it's not a. It's not bracketed, right? So, right. If right. you're if you're the number one seed, you play after the wild the team card, with the worst record. You play the, the right the the yeah. worst remaining seed. So they call it reseeding. That's not maybe the best term for that. Right. Reseeding, right. but um, the NFL does it, you know, some of those, but I, I'm not a big fan of it. I I'm fine with, this is the bracket. This is because again, and I'm with you, Mike, it keeps the value on the regular season. Right. And we've seen, I mean, look at the NBA. What's the point of the NBA regular season other than to 
be one of the 97 teams that makes the playoffs, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't matter, yep. you know, at all. Totally um, true. So, um, you know, and while you have some entertaining moments, it's just the intensity and the rivalry, just rivalries aren't there. Now, those teams you mentioned all in one division, that would be something, you know, yeah. Yankees and Mets in the same division would be just all out war. And then you had, right the Red Sox and the Phillies and it's just like, you know, right. And, and be, you uh, know, they'd add additional, you know, one additional team. So I don't know how the, the game numbers would spread out, but this year divisional teams played each other 13 times. So uh, just for argument's sake, let's say they play them 12 times instead of 13. Could you imagine as a Yankees fan, 12 games against the Mets, 12 games against the Phillies, Right. Um, and also 12 games, you know, uh, traditionally, you know, Red Sox uh, and Orioles. I mean, that Mike, that's, you know, that's a yeah, third that's of your, it's a third of your season against, yep. you know, you just think about, you know, from a fan's perspective, you could, you could have, if you wanted to a, a big weekend where you could go to New York, Philly and Baltimore that's true. And and, and see all point. and see all of see these all great the all of these great yeah. games, you know, all within yeah. five hours of each other. Interesting. Real quick, have you seen any of the cities they're talking about for expansion? And um, do you have a favorite? It's well, are they talking about Nashville, right? Nashville, Nashville Tennessee, um, Montreal. Vegas, Montreal. Montreal yeah, I, would be my Montreal, sentimental I think, pick. Yeah, Montreal, yeah. I think, needs to happen. There's a lot of support there. Uh, for them, certainly sentimental. Vegas, all right, come on. You already got the NFL and you got the NHL. Do you really need a baseball team there? Um, that well, aren't me, the A's that, going to Vegas? Or oh, right, right. So they already they have bought land there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they, they already are have that move. happening. Um, right. So I think that you know that's what I've heard. Um, right. I haven't heard uh, any other specific cities mentioned. I was just wondering if you had. Yeah, nope, nope. Those are the ones no. that I've heard. I'd love to see, okay. you know, back in Montreal. Um, I don't know if Nashville's going to support a baseball team. That's interesting. Although it's, you know, quickly becoming, you know, the new Vegas, yeah. uh, you know, that uh, um, honky tonk mile or whatever it is they call it. Every right. country right. star that you ever heard of has got a bar there. Yeah. Uh, now it's really the, expanding. Yeah, the huge uh, music scene. Yeah, no doubt. Right. So, uh, and they, and they do support the Tennessee Titans. So, you know, uh, maybe, maybe there's an appetite for it there. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see a lot of, a lot of big, big Rob Manford questions coming up in the future mm. um, for major league baseball. So, all right. Um, Mike Adolis Garcia home just homered um, nice. bottom of the guy. second solo shot. So it's three, one. Uh, All right. As we are in the uh, bottom, I will of the not second. concede the Astros this game. Yeah. Yep. It's still very, I will not concede like, the game. Like you said, very, very early, very, very early. Right. Excellent. But yeah. Uh, so early and often we'll be watching Dave. I'll be watching all these uh, championship series games and the world series for sure. Uh, as we move forward here at Think Tank Sports, uh, I suppose at some time we'll do an off-season Yankees-based uh, podca- podcast. I'm sure we'll throw some Mets and Dodgers and whoever else in there uh, as well. But uh, we'll be back again 
uh, in the near future with Major League Baseball talk. Uh, in the meantime, on YouTube, check us out. Uh, we're doing weekly NFL previews and recaps. We're doing a weekly Lose With Us segment, um, which is uh, getting to the gambling aspect of, of things uh, and learning some lessons there, valuable or not sometimes. And uh, <laughs> we're also a big basketball fan, so we will talk basketball. And oh, by the way, Dave, the second most popular sport in the country, college football yep. is going great guns. Um, and I know we spend a lot of Saturdays uh, watching and talking about that. So is there yep. anything you want us to dive deeper on, especially in Major League Baseball? Let us know. Uh, hit us up with any yeah. comments on all of the social uh, media platforms. You can find us at Think Tank Sports. But until we talk again, we appreciate all the support here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen as we strive for five. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.